Good morning. It's Tuesday, April 29th, and it's good to be here with you. Uh, it's not Tuesday, it's Thursday. Tuesday is the day that I missed. So, I'm here today. On Tuesday, I was at Mainstay, the horse and animal therapeutic farm, and uh, was able to lead a meditation for a group of uh, training occupational therapist aides on their way to becoming occupational therapist. And so they train with the animals to learn how to work cooperatively with each other and with their clients. And uh, they learn specific out-of-the-box solutions for how to work and get along with others. And it's um, they do it directly with their direct experiences with the animals. So I got to watch the uh, one of the, the very last exercise they were doing. And if you'll remember, at least here in uh, Illinois, in, outside of Chicago, um, Tuesday was well, probably what we'd call a perfect day here. And uh, today, Thursday, it's drizzly. And I've got a few, one hardy squirrel who's out there enjoying uh, the remainders. Nope, there are two. They're, rejo- they're enjoying the remainders of food from yesterday. And they're brave because their little fur coats are kind of look like most of us those of you with hair, <laughs> that's what their fur coats look like if, after you've been caught in a rainstorm. So um, I thought maybe it'd be rain with the rain today. I wouldn't have to get out so early and feed them. But these these two are going to clean everything off the plates, and I'll have to restock. Um, and I was just thinking about the weather. When, because I didn't realize it was going to rain today. So we've had a few incredible days here. Today's rainy, and yesterday was colder. And by late yesterday, um, people were kind of bundled up. But then on Tuesday, it was perfect, and the weather's gotten to, uh, I think we got to 84, 85. That's amazing for us. And April, though, is that month. So what I was thinking about was how much the weather is like our emotions and uh, those emotional states that come and go. And April, for us in the Midwest, I think April is our most uh, changing uh, emotional month. (laughs) So if we if we can watch the weather and realize, well, it's rainy today, it may not be rainy tomorrow, it may be warmer, it might be colder, there might be snow. We don't sometimes we just can't even take the the uh the forecast very seriously. So the the weather is exactly like um what's going on in our minds, all of our thoughts, our emotions, things that we think we will never get over or things that we think are so good it's going to last forever. And it always changes. And it doesn't 
do a lot of good to fret over it because that's just the way things are. And sometimes if it stays exactly the same for too long, we get bored with that. And that becomes, that makes us unhappy. And the same with emotional states, I think, until we reach that period, uh, that point where we're beyond all the, the uh, expectations and the desires and the clinging to. So that must be what it's like living in San Diego where everything just is kind of beautiful weather all the time. But with our emotions, that's, uh, that's when we've finally ended all those defilements, those habit patterns of thoughts and expectations and viewpoints. And So uh, just watch the weather next time you're having a, a, what you think is a bad day or you're caught up in negative emotions or dark, troubled emotions. And just realize that they're not permanent, and they they aren't who we are. So just try to ride them out, or just be aware of them. That's the first thing to do. If we're aware of them, then we're able to see what's going on, and compare it to the weather. It'll change, and it's not going to stay like this. So enjoy. Some days, rainy days are the best days of all, right? Or during the winter, the snowy days were wonderful, especially when we didn't have to muck around in them a lot. So I just wanted to remind you of that since we're having such a different day today than we've had the rest of our week here. Well, I really, I didn't bring back any pictures from being at Mainstay because because I left my uh, camera, my phone, in the building. And when I went out, I just get totally engaged with what's going on with the little, the uh, the goats and little miniature horses and uh, sheep. The littles, they call those the littles, and those were the ones who were working yesterday. They were working with the, with this group I was telling you about. And um, then I was able to be part of their ending ceremony, so we stayed out, and uh, they all got uh, folding chairs, not folding chairs, just some plastic chairs that they always keep for these kind of events outside. And everyone sat so they could hear me. It was kind of windy yesterday. They could hear me, but they could also be there chairs were all directed, spread out and directed towards the the animals, the, the little animals that we were working with, and then some horses out in the pastures beyond, and the beautiful, uh, the beautiful spaciousness of the property beyond that, the wooded areas, and everything's green and hilly, and lots of birds, and all the different animals. And um, I was able to lead a meditation with them. And I really felt how connected it is when we're in nature, how if we take the opportunity to just stay aware of it, that's just the best place to be, to feel the connection we have with all living, all, all the earth, uh, the inert things, 
the non-sentient things that we encounter, just the earth itself and all the living beings and each other. It's just a beautiful way to feel the connection. And that's exactly what they were doing. That's what they do working with the animals. Um, these were people who will be working as occupational therapist aides. And what a wonderful way for them to learn how to work with their clients and work. They were work doing team building things to work with each other. So they were listening to each other and coming up with out of the box strategies to do their tasks they were supposed to do in teams with the animals. And, um, they also learned how they have to they they don't they have to think and be there for their clients and for the animals they had to try to think like the animals might be thinking and and the physical contact sometimes that the animals choose to make with with humans is and of course there's their whole family dynamics going on with the animals themselves because they're a family group now, about tw maybe 15 of them. And uh, the dynamics in their group, I really feel uh, privileged to get to hear from the people who work with the animals and work at Mainstay. They're so aware of the nature of the animals that they, they know the dynamics of that herd. And they have lost, they over the last years, the last couple of years, they've lost really important, valuable members of the herd who have have uh, have died, and that changes the dynamic of the herd all the time. And they're very careful when they if they want to introduce a new animal, so they know the dynamics of that family group, and it's very interesting to to see things through their eyes. And so they're really wonderful at helping people see how to work with other people and how to really pay attention to what's going on. And the physical contact the animals will make and when, we're, when they're meditating, when the people are meditating, I always see how close the animals want to get to the people. So they put food out for the animals because they were, they were making little... Uh, noises at the end of their activity, and then uh, Carla, who was is a is the one who works the mo cl most close with the herd, said, you know they they know that at the end of a group that they'll get some uh, they'll get something to eat. So they put some hay down on the ground, and the people were all sitting in a semicircle around me, and as the group got really quiet and we were. Everyone had their eyes closed and then at the end open to see what was going on. And this happens every time I've worked at Mainstay. When we start to meditate and everyone is quiet and people are really relaxing, the animals do everything they can to get close to the people. So I watch the animals push the hay closer and closer to the people. So they could have stayed back a little bit because the hay was not so close. They could have 
uh, turned away from the people and just stayed with the hay or pushed it away from the people. But instead, as they're pushing the hay to, to grab the bites from it, they were, they were pushing it close to people. So when people did open their eyes, the, the animals were, some of the animals would be right up against the knees of the person uh, that they were closest to. And so there's the, there's that fear is even lessened when the people are quiet and relaxed and they're become, they're becoming kind of into that, uh, that meditative state where we're being quiet and being with the silence and letting go of thoughts, just watching the thoughts rise and fall away, just watching the breath. And you could see how what a, how the, the animals weren't afraid of the people to begin with. They'd been working with them in their exercises for quite a while. But when the people were sitting and silent, the animals got as close as they could even while they were eating their their hay snacks. So that's just a beautiful thing to see. So it's a per, it was a perfect time to see those connections and to understand how deep they are. So what wonderful training that is. So I thought today, I probably talked most of our time away. Why don't we sit? And I'm going to begin with a Pema Chodron's words from her, and I'll end with uh, sharing merit. So let's sit and get into that same calm state and see where it see where your mind goes and um, be aware when we're letting go of our thoughts and not feeding them any attention we also can just be aware we are aware of those thoughts as they're passing through our minds we don't feed them with attention. We don't start analyzing them, thinking about them. But I was working with a, a, a good teacher. We were sharing a meditation group last night, and uh, he made a comment that that I, you know, I knew this and I work this way, but I really liked how he just expressed it. That when we see those thoughts going through our head and we see those. We see rising up um, unwholesome thoughts or unskillful thoughts or thoughts of greed or aversion or uh, they can even be thoughts of delusion, things that we're trying to convince ourselves of. But when we see those thoughts passing through our minds, we're aware of them. We don't need to feed them during our practice is not the time to stop and start thinking about the thoughts because we'll just go further down that trail of aversion or greed or delusion. But that awareness alone, this is something Jim said in the evening group, that awareness of those thoughts is is the important part of that process because when we're aware of those thoughts, 
and we don't react to them, and they may be very habitual thought patterns, when we are aware and we don't have to react, we are, that's helping us get rid of them. Because when those thoughts come up, they're looking for, they want to be fed, they want us to react. And the reaction, if it's to those unskillful, unwholesome thoughts, then our reaction is going to almost always be unskillful and unwholesome. And if we can see the thoughts passing through our mind and not react to them, just not reacting is part of that training that's teaching us we don't need to react to them. And the thought is is recognizing, oh, I'm not getting what I want from, from being here. So eventually those thoughts will just go away. And I think it's good for us to always remember that. There's no need to react. There's no need to stop our practice and start thinking about them. If we look at them and we're, we investigate them, we're, that's when we're specifically choosing to take some time to look. Maybe it's you know something we feel like we need to spend a little time with. We just become more aware of them and we don't start analyzing or thinking about them. We just see them. We look at them from maybe another point of view, that this is some, maybe that we, maybe we're looking at it, but every time that thought arises, we're thinking it's something new, that we need to react, that there's something going on now. But a lot of times, we, if we investigate a little bit more, what's rising up may be old. It's not happening now. It didn't happen a week ago. Or maybe it did happen a week ago, but it's not happening now. It's just a thought that's triggering an emotion. And you may, it, if we look away from that and turn and look and see, this isn't new, this isn't now. This isn't happening now, so I don't need to react to it. It's not, there's no danger in it right now. There's nothing to fear. So, that's what we want to do instead of thinking about it, adding thoughts to it, building it up, making it so- making it seem real, making it seem solid. So don't give those passing thoughts the power that they want. Just let the thought some thoughts we can just let go. They we don't they have no power over us. Others have that power. They want our attention. They want us to keep feeding them. Be aware of them and choose not to feed them. And that may be, and that's when you first do that, it's going to be the beginning of just letting go of that uh, unwholesome mental state, that unwholesome uh, defilement altogether. And uh, it may be a stubborn one and keep coming back, but the more it sees that we don't need to pay attention to it, that we're not reacting to it and paying attention to it is giving it the reaction that it wants uh, they'll it, they'll go away it'll it will quit then you can replace it if you need to replace it you can replace it with a wholesome skillful thought so that's part of right effort
Okay, so let's sit with the remainder of our, the short remainder of our time. <sighs> Let your body, even if we, we have, say, five, six minutes, but you can begin your practice. And if you only have five minutes right now, you can have a five-minute practice right now. Be aware of your body breathing. Think of your thoughts like the weather. They come and they go. Don't feed the thoughts with your attention. Let your body feel upright and relaxed. When you breathe in, think receiving, receiving. And as you breathe out, giving, giving.
because I forgot to read the quote from Pema Chodron. I'll read both beginning and endings as we finish the meditation today. May bodhicitta, precious and sublime, arise where it has not yet arisen, and where it has arisen, may it never fail and grow and flourish ever more and more. And to share merit, may the actions that we take towards the good towards understanding ourselves, toward being more peaceful, be of benefit to all beings everywhere. And please send your, your compassion, karuna, and your goodwill to, in your prayers and in your meditation to the people in India going through such a difficult, difficult experience right now. Practice metta and include them in your metta practice. So, thank you so much. Keep sitting if you can. And I'll see you tomorrow morning.